0: What's going on, party people? It's your main man, MMA by Milk, and I hope everybody's staying safe, staying strong, staying positive. Yeah, buddy. Recap, saying repent, baby. Yes, indeed. I am back. All right. So we're going to, got a lot, I got the superstars, the superstars of MMA Twitter joining me today. Got a list of questions back. Let's get right into it.
1: Hey, MMA Bob Millican. It's the MMA Catfish. I know you might be going on a break, but just in case, I wanted to call in for the, the uh, recap and repent. I actually really like that name and don't think you should change it. So my question is, where the fuck does Raul Rosas go after he lost this fight? So, you know, the UFC definitely should have fed him up an easier fight and let him have a fucking can to beat up, uh, to grow. He's only 18. Obviously tons of room and time left in his career but this is a major fucking hit to him so from an entertainment purposes UFC fucked up that was a big mistake on their part I know Christian Rodriguez came in overweight fuck that dude for that that's bullshit and he should feel a lot of fucking shame for it in the end though Raul Rosas really dropped the ball what do you say I'm out F.M.P. hey i by it's the catfish listen man uh my suspect pick, I after watching the way in, I don't know that it's that suspect. So I was already gonna call in and pick Arnold Allen. I feel like we've seen too many issues with Max Holloway from the wars. He's had these weird suspect weight cuts, right? He's had these concussion esque kind of issues, these things that we've never really gotten cleared up. Um and I know that we thought last time maybe he was gonna lose and he dominated. But I do think that this time he will lose. And watching him at the weigh-ins, um, man, he was breathing really hard. Had a faraway look in his eyes and looked like he was really just trying to keep it all together. Um, and Arnold Allen looked pretty comfortable. Um, Looked like he had a good cut. You know, he looks a little nervous on the scale. But, yeah, I was already picking Allen. And now with the weigh-in, I'm definitely picking Allen. What do you got? I'm out. F.M.P. Hey, yo. CMA Catfish. Listen, I know usually I am team old guy, and you are team old guy, should retire. Um, what did you think about Clay Guida? Well, uh, I think that the speed and everything that he still fights with at 41 is fantastic, but I don't think, unless the UFC is willing to give him only old guys, which I don't think they are because of his name, that he should remain in the UFC. I think he clearly has the ability to still fight. But if he fights the uh, up-and-coming you know, guys, he's going to lose because he's shown us that he's not going to change his style. He's not going to continue to evolve as an MMA fighter and just can't win at the top level without that. Um, so I would love to see him uh, leave the UFC. I know he never will, but just if I was choosing, he would leave the UFC and go somewhere where he could fight people more.
0: All right. That's, of course, is my man, MMA Catfish. His podcast is Catfishing with Tad Daddy. You can check him out on Instagram, Cooking with Catfish as well. And his podcast, he's featuring two segments. So, look, y'all got no excuse, man. First of all, y'all shouldn't be on the timeline complaining. Y'all should be listening to these podcasts, okay? He has his early in the week, Recast and Repent. I try to put, you know, midweek. And then you have his F.U. Friday. Y'all got no excuse, man. Yeah, you shouldn't be on timeline complaining about nothing. Listen to these podcasts, man. He's doing AI Google picks, people. So always get a second and third and fourth opinion when it comes to your money. Doctors, whatever your doctor says, and money. Get second and third opinions. So check those out. Cause I'm in the AI picks, you know. Uh yeah, Arnold Allen. Yeah, uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going I was leaning towards Arnold Allen, who is nineteen who falls to 19-2 on the day, versus, I was, about to call, I was about to call his first name, then I forgot Max's damn first name. Damn it. <laughs> ah, because y'all, y'all should know out there that's not his first name. Uh, of course, Cage Warriors, Arnold Island. Y'all need to watch Cage Warriors. And, uh, yeah, 12 fight win streak broken. Damn you, Holloway. God, we need new people up here. This is ridiculous. Goodness gracious. And of course, Max Holloway had day made his debut at 18 years old, ran right into Diamond, got subbed, eventually going on a 13 fight win streak. He told Arnold Allen, like, nah, you're not tying me with that son. And of course, Max ran into Dustin Poirier in 2019. He is stuck. I'll talk about that later, but Max apparently seems to be stuck. He improved to 24-7 and on the day. Uh, He was a minus-195 favorite. Uh, Arnold was a plus-155. So, you know, now, of course, these numbers come out of Rivers. That was midweek numbers. So, you know, I don't know if those numbers had changed, but I think a lot of people were iffy on that as well, Catfish. And they were like, "Mm, don't no, you know, because I just thought that Arnold could have blitzed Max, stayed on the feet, blitzed Max, But I just had a feeling he wasn't going to grapple. And the best way, the best thing to do against Holloway is take him off his feet. Make him test out that brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, make him test it out and take him off his feet. Like, that's what Volk did. Follow the Volk plan. And uh, Arnold didn't really do that. So, didn't utilize it enough. Uh, Now, Raul Rosas uh, I mean, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that, like uh, though, you know, somebody a little lighter in there. The thing is, Christian Rodriguez is pretty much as light as he's going to get. Now, another thing with Christian, like I was saying on Suspect Picks, he had already, you know, out of Bellator. Now he improves eight. And, uh, he's now in one. Uh, Raul falls uh, seven and one. He was a minus two forty five favorite. I avoided that fight like the plague. Cause I, I was both were suspects as far as I was concerned, plus Plus one ninety, I was like, I'm not going to do this, man. Cause this is all going, you know, and these judges officially on top of that. I was like, no, this, this could be a disaster, but it went, they go to decision. Good for Christian. Uh, he had, you know, Christian had already faced off against a wrestler. So I knew that that's why I was saying on suspect picks, the key for him was really not to get up a lot of, the, you know, the announcers, the commentators, former fighters always say, well, get back to your feet. He's not a good. He's not that great at wrestling or his jujitsu isn't that great. Get back to your feet. No, I hate that. I can't stand it. I can't. I, it irks me. No, get your jujitsu together. No, wh- wh- I don't want to see point fighting. No, get your jujitsu together. No, 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 no. Sub. Get that. Get that finish. No, get your jujitsu together. So. um you know, that's what he did because it was like no pointless because that's what happened in the last fight. It was point. He'd get up to get, you know, didn't want, you know, the wrestler is not going to let him get really get up. And then he gets up, then he gets taken down again. What's the point? You're already losing with the takedown. You're already losing with the ground control. Just reverse, hit you, get your jujitsu together, reverse that thing and get on offense and then put your opponent, put that Because the best thing to do with a wrestler is to put them on their back. You know, not stand up there and try to, you know, point fight him and then end up getting taken down again. Get it together and Christian already face off against the wrestler, So he's well prepared. He just followed the same plan. Just do a little bit better, which is what he did. So it's not going to get better than that. And he's one dimensional. Raul is one. Do you see what I'm saying about that one dimensional thing? Nah, man. No, 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 no. And look who's look who is ahead of him. Look who fought on the same card, Rob Font and Adrian Yanez. Now I think Adrian Yanez is not that well rounded a fighter, but Rob Font is. And yeah, he you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that bad. men's banner weight is just not to it's just too it's a sea of sharks. Men's banner weight and women's straw weight is a sea of sharks. So now nah. I don't see it getting better for him. I don't see any kind of prospects they could throw at him for some easy fights because he's not going to find too many. This was the easy fight for him, and he screwed the pooch. So, now nah, I think that the best thing to do is just, I don't know about kicking him out, but he has to go to LFA. Look, there's nothing but LFA alumni on, on that fought at UFC 287. He needs to go do the same thing. You know, Alex Pieter, headline, LFA alumni. Kevin Holland fought. Main card finished his fight. LFA alumni, Santa Calvillo, Lupita Gondinez, LFA. You see what I'm saying? LFA. That's that's where he, you know, that's where he should have went. So I don't know about kicking him out and going, put him in LFA, so he, and then come back. Because I don't know if any things would get better for this kid at 18 years old. It's too much for him that, that he needs to learn, you know. And then he's trying to wrestle in a division full of wrestlers. Two one is a two time gold medal winner. Uh, that kid is done. I'm sorry. I hate to be harsh, but he's done. Uh, out and uh, yeah, Clay Guida, man. I want to draw out. I, I always said I want to get some of the DNA from Clay Guida, and inject it into my veins, into the veins of other people. I love his positivity, but of course, because of that energy, man, cardio for days. Yeah, no, Clay Guida. I look forward to Clay Guida fights. He went up against Rafa Garcia, who was a huge fan of his, who he had met at age 16. Uh, thanks to uh, Cub Swanson, apparently. So that's a lot of prep. (laughs) That's a lot of prep. So Clay is, yeah, you know, hey, man, you know what I mean? Like when you stay in the the business too long, you're going to end up running to some teenagers. Hey, I watched you grow up. You know, Rafa's not really that all that young, you know what I mean? That's wild, man. Uh, Rafa improves to 163 on the day. Clay falls to 38 and 23. Uh already in the Hall of Fame. Plus 195. Underdog Rafa uh, minus 250. I think I included Rafa in one of my uh parlays. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, just I think what he needs, you know, just keep fighting until he's done because he's such an exciting fighter until he's done and ready to hung it up. But I think he yeah, I think what Clay needs to do is really find because you got like Max called out the korean zombie korean zombie loved it that's a perfect retirement fight for the korean zombie probably gonna get his ass whooped, but that's a perfect uh, retirement fight you know clay if clay can find someone who he's uh find another legend lightweight man i can't think of another legend for him to fight right now but yeah just find one more legend two more legends for him to fight put him with another old timer and, um, yeah, and that way he can make a decision. So if he doesn't want to retire, he'll retire in his next fight. It's the fight after the next one. There's no way he can stay in there and get pummeled. Plus his hairlines receding. He got to figure, you know, he ain't, like, without the hair, I can't see bald Clay Guida fight. Thank you so much for always being, um, a contributor to my, um, little podcast, Catfish. It is greatly appreciated, brother. All right. So next up, let's continue with the, uh, questions from the other superstars of mma twitter i got four of the marks ash what's good ash ashley in the building what is good what is good her question is would you rather a have Oliveira versus darius rebook for another night b book darius versus someone else c let darius Just get a title shot. D, some of the options. I want it B, Darius versus someone else. That someone else was Armin. He was Sarukian. He was free. He had lost his opponent as well. They said, hey, what's up, man? And apparently, you know, apparently Armin said, what's good? Darius said, you tell me, brother. Let's go. And UFC said, (laughs) no. Piss UFC said, why? So... The other option would be C, just go ahead and let Darius fight for the title, you know, and just let him get in there and get smoked. We need someone new. I don't. I'm not. I don't feel like watching Dustin or Justin get smoked by Islam. The exact same way that you know, they're like, oh, well, Islam's not, uh, you know, Habib. No, he's to me, he's worse, because he has to stand and bang, you know. Habib didn't all, you know, your favorite fighter, Habib didn't always have to stand in bank. Islam has to do a little bit of everything. This dude sub the best jiu-jitsu practitioner on the planet. What hope do those two have? I mean, I like again, I like Dustin's chances because of that pinpoint striking of his, but Justin, nah, man. That Trevor Whitman striking is overrated. It is overrated. I I think that's what we need. But I think Islam's going to beat all three of them to be honest with you. Thank you so much for contributing to the podcast. And don't forget, people, first of all, you need to follow this account for the marks at for the marks. That's a pro wrestling reference. You filthy casuals don't know nothing about. Give her a follow. Strong with y'all. And don't forget to check out for the marks people. All right. So next up, we got my girl, G. What's good, G? What is good? What's really good? These Nuts at these Nuts MMA. What's good, my friend? Should champs be able to pick their opponent regarding championship fights and defenses, or should Dana White? I don't want Dana White to do nothing but go to hell. That's what I really want. You know? That's what I want. I want to see Ningano beat Dana White to death. But no, I'm, let me stop. That's harsh. That's that's excessive. Uh, no, I, not Dana per se, but I, you know what the sad part is, G? I don't think that Mick Maynard or Sean Shelby are good replacements for Dana, to be honest. I don't know who is, but um, I wish he wasn't there. The sad part is I think that champions should get some say. Especially someone who's been in the game as long as Nunes, who's defending their title as far and long as Nunes. Like when Usman called out Jorge, he was like, "No, no, you know what? Bring your ass back here, Jorge. We're not doing it to win, Wimba. I'm not going. You know, you keep everyone keep talking about. I just wrestle and, and uh, crouch, sniff. You know, bring your ass back in here so I can knock your ass out. And that's what Usman did. I felt at the time that hey, Usman, the, the kind of champion that he was, in the situation that he was in. He should be allowed to do that fight because people have to remember, like, you know, Jorge didn't deserve a rematch. He didn't deserve a rematch at all. It was Usman just wanted to knock him out. And that's what he did. And that's exactly you know, I mean, like if a if a champion can make a a call like that, you know, like uh, um, like I don't want to see. Holly Holm get you know going there against Nunez again and get knocked out but if Nunez said no bring don't worry about fighting nobody else Holly Holm bring your ass in here so I can knock your ass out again and you want to get out of my division better learn how to cut weight better go say hello hello to Bellator you know I think that Nunez is in a position to say that Like I don't care who you lost to bring your ass in you lost to Caitlin Viet I'm going to fight both of you I'm going to fight you on Tuesday and fight Caitlin Vietnam next week get ready I don't give a damn who you beat who beat who I'm whipping both y'all ass. I'm tired of both y'all thinking y'all got a chance against me. But here's the problem, G. Some of these champions, because the thing is, Jorge did not deserve a title shot. Guess what? He didn't deserve a title shot with Usman in a rematch. He didn't deserve a title shot versus Leon. You know who Leon wanted to fight? Jorge. So UFC was like, no, Jorge's going to fight Burns. We got a deal going, going to fight Burns. What was Leon doing? Oh, you messed the bag up, Jorge. He got no business fighting no Jorge Masvidal because he got sucker punched years ago. And Jorge's up there low on the totem pole as far as the rankings go. And the fighters do go by the rankings. So does the UFC. Fans don't want to, but they do. There's no way to justify that fight whatsoever because he got punched in his mouth. Come on now. And no boss want to hear that. So these fighters, and then, like, I think what's, but I think what fighters also need to do, G, is I think that they're, you can't say no to a fight. So it doesn't matter if they're a champion, not. you cannot say no to the fight and just sit and chill, like Leon's trying to do. Oh, I'm not going to fight Kobe, uh, but I'm just going to sit and chill, and, you know, because I want to Jorge. And, yeah, no, no. You have to say, look, I'm not fighting this bum over here. Like, like Leon, for instance, in this situation. Okay, I'm not going to fight that bomb, but I'll give me Bilal Muhammad. Let's do this rematch so I can actually whip his ass and he can get out of my goddamn division. Uh, you, they have to talk just like that. The same way I'm talking right now, that's how these all these champions have to talk. You know who talks like that? Volkanovski and Izzy. Nah, no, Pieter, Give me somebody else. You know what I mean? Or, like, I don't know what the deal is with that because there's nobody else for Izzy to fight, so I don't know what he's thinking about. But still, there's only one more fight left between those two. Somebody's going to knock the other one out. There's a lot of people for Pieta to fight, but it's people who we already seen get beat by Izzy. What's the point? You know what I mean? The best option is to, you know, I'm going to talk about that later, but, like, in that situation, people want a trilogy, I personally think a trilogy should happen. I know you don't believe you don't think so because you don't want that Pena a trilogy. <laughs> yes, sir. I can't wait. I can't. But no, I, I'm really not big on rematches. But it's like if you're going to do a rematch and have it a trilogy, if it ends up being 1-1. One, one. So I think Izzy should fight Pieda again. I think that Nunes should fight Pena again. But the fighters can't hem and haul. They need to have a plan if they're going to say no to something. They're going to say no to somebody It has to be a good replacement. They have to say, look, not them, but that savage over there. You know, like that's how it should be. Like Nunez shouldn't have been him. I think she was just him and hawing like, oh, you know, whatever. Because eh. he said at first, no, no, have Iranian and Pennington fight each other again. or let them figure out who's going to be number one. I think she thought she was going to chill. And it's not no, sweetheart, you're holding the belt. ESPN wants titles to headline their pay-per-view, sweetheart. You're not going to sit home and chill. You're going to get your ass in the shape, and you're going to figure out who the hell you're fighting. So they say, well, is ready, so you're going to fight Pena. I think that's what happened. You can't. They can't hem and haul, G. You know, the decision's going to be made for them. To be honest, I think that champions should get some leeway, but they have to fight, though. That I don't care who it is, they have to fight. So me as a boss, no, 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 no. You're going to defend your belt, you know. And I wouldn't have top contenders sitting around either. Like Stipe just comes when he shows up when he feels like it. No, 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 no. You better get your ass in there. Two fights. Everyone will have a two fight minimum. No, no, no. We're not going to have no Angela Hill having more fights than goddamn champions. That is that is ridiculous. No, no, no. We don't have Gilbert Burns having more fights than Dan in that division than anyone that's there. No, that's reprehensible. No, 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 no. That's reprehensible. Leon would be fighting Burns if it was up to me. So I think that inherently, yeah, the boss has to make the decision and should make the decision because we can't have them running around rampant not making decisions. They need to fight their champions, you know, twice a year at the most, nothing after that, twice a year, you know what I mean? You can't have Valentina, you know what I mean, fighting two and three times. You can't have that, you know what I mean? She's sitting up there like she wants to fight twice a year. These other champions are sitting around doing nothing. So I think that, you know, it. again, I'm not big on Dana, but I think that at the end of the day, because of the way these champions have been acting lately, even Al Sterling, you know, well, Henry, you come on. Uh, I'm going to move up. I'm not going to fight Marat. Snatch the belt out of his hand. You know, after this fight, snatch the belt out of his hand. Okay, get your ass out of here then. And handed somebody else. This is who you're fighting because you can't have, you know, the, the the knucklehead stuff going on. Thank you so much for your question, G. I hope I answered your question. Uh, so yeah, inherently, I think the you know at the end of the day, C, uh, UFC is the one who should make the decision. Just a dude at Beers and Ink. What's going on, brother? I'm gonna get to your question in a second, but I got my main man, Mr. B mr b because i saw you uh posted that thank you sir mr b new year saying b at mr b 1986 his question is i got an interesting question yeah he does who you pick in a future fight between jillian robertson and Mackenzie Dern? oh man you put me put me on a hot seat put me on a hot seat oh man savage is no joke oh did y'all see savage did y'all see her go now savage now this, the knucklehead stuff that Marlon uh, Vera was saying about her, disrespectful. That's why I can't stand that piece of trash, that scumbag rap. But, yes, Jillian Robson took out former LFA strawweight champ, Piera Rodriguez. Good for her. But, you know, this is a prospect. So it's like, you know, I... Jillian didn't deserve to be called the names that she was called by those idiot men me some alpha males, bunch of betas. But Jillian shouldn't have been running laps and celebrating like she done beat like you know um, strawweight like she beat John Way Lee. You know it's like come on, sweetheart, you just cut back down. You first of all, you beating a smaller fighter, and this is come on. Man. But yeah, Jillian Robertson, she is still number one in the flyweight division for submissions and for victories. And, of course, Savage, a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu under Den Thomas. That's an excellent teacher. He is a silly, I mean, some of his stuff, I mean, you know, well. Uh, nine finishes via submission for Savage. And, yeah, I mean, let's face it. You know, Piedra's arm would have gotten broken. You know, it's like the protests. It's like, come on, sweetheart. You're done. You were done. Come on. you transition out of the submission. But so, and then then when that fight, your hand can't, I think it was just a reflex for Rodriguez. I don't think she actually intended to tap. I think it was a reflex. You can't do it, though. Thumbs up. I'm okay, ref. Transition your ass out. You know, know what you're doing with your damn hands. So uh, now, Jenna Robertson's on a two fight, one streak. And she is this young legend. Most finishes in UFC women's flyweight division history. Most submission wins in UFC women's history. Most submission wins in UFC women's flyweight division. She's tied with Chook for most bouts in UFC women's flyweight division history. Third most wins in UFC women's flyweight division. I think she needs to go back up to flyweight. And one of the reasons why, or stay at flyweight rather, because of Mackenzie Dern I mean I this is Mackenzie Dern we're talking about someone who is one1 with uh Gabby Garcia who's in the ADC Hall of Fame you know so I mean the you know of course there was no Gee versus versus not former number one ranked IBJjf competitor. ADC and No Nogi Black Belt World Champion Mackenzie Dern ranked currently at number seven in the strawweight division. She is part of the reason why I don't think that it was a good idea for Suarez, your girl Suarez, or Robertson to go. I mean, you know, Suarez was in strawweight, but did her return fight at flyweight. I think she should stay in that division. Yeah, some big girls in flyweight right now. But uh, thinking that she, they have a height and reach or a size advantage in straw weight is silly at this point. Those women ain't nothing but flyweights down there. And even if you had an in weight division, it would just be the same situation. We have women cutting weight. We have no business being down there. It, no, you know, multi-time gold medal winner. I just think that Mackenzie Dern, even though, you know, because Janjo now people have to understand, you know, but other people don't understand. Like Yan is no joke. She just playing ain't no joke, and she was trained by Henry Cejudo, so she was going to transition out of those submission attempts because you know Mackenzie Dern just doesn't have really the wrestling. Really, just doesn't have the wrestle, uh, you know. And I feel you know I feel about Jiu-Jitsu as an offense, but I think that. You know she's just a better jiu-jitsu practitioner, and the problem with Jillian Robertson is that she's just going to she just shoots for takedowns again. She just wants to get it down to the ground instead of standing and banging or doing something else. I got Mackenzie Dern, brother. I think that Mackenzie is she will always be to me a threat on the ground to anyone that's there, whether they are a high level wrestler or high level jujitsu practitioner. They are not a ADCC champion, so yes. Yes, I got Mackenzie Dern. I don't care who it is. Even Jacqueline Amorion, who's a jujitsu champion in her own right, I still think Mackenzie Dern would take her out, too. Thank you so much for the question, brother. It is greatly appreciated. Put me on the spot. Put me on the spot. All right, my main man, just to do that, Beers and Ink. Oh man, his question is fantastic question. All the theatrics and crazy talk by him aside, how do you feel about Kobe Covington's chances of ever winning a belt? Kobe called the cops Covington. You know, I think he's a scumbag, rap, piece of trash. But as a fighter, no. As a fighter, I have a high regard for him. I've always had a high f- regard for him. When Tyron Woodley was talking about, you know, Kobe Covington was an easy fight, that's when I knew that Tyron Woodley had lost his mind. That's when I knew his mind had, was dissolving. Because I was like, there's no way in hell that Kobe Covington is an easy fight for no damn body. Kobe Covington is no joke. Nah, as far as I can say, it's no joke. And, yes, I think he does have a chance on beating Leon because fight math doesn't work. He absolutely has a chance on beating Leon because um, that pushing of the pace, Leon, was a, he's always able to pace himself in all his fights. Even in the f- few seconds that that fight between him and Bilal took place, he was a, it was real easy for him to dictate the pace. And it, it will be easy for him to dictate the pace versus Bilal. I don't think Bilal – I don't think Kobe Covington is a good matchup for Bilal either. The only person I can see Kobe Covington having problems with really is right Raimondo, but we'll see. They all three of them may beat Kobe. Who knows? But so far, I mean, we're talking about someone who, you know, I mean, is hard to finish. His pace. He's and Kobe is right. He is the king of cardio. And he's always chain wrestling. He's always comboing comboing it up. His striking did improve. We saw that in a rematch versus Usman. He pushed Usman to his pace. And that rematch, man, listen, yes, absolutely. I think he has a good chance of winning the belt now that Usman is gone. Because I think Usman would always be Kobe's kryptonite. But we saw Kobe improves and he can continue to improve. Uh, do you think moving up a division is a good idea for Alex P, like he said he plans to do, and why? Why not? Yes, absolutely. I think it's a good idea. Why? Because he can't cut down to 185, and it's absurd for him to cut down. And even if he beat Izzy again, people are going to throw weight bully at him, as they did the last time that they fought at nauseum. Because that's what he actually is. Is you can't stand there next to you can't be standing there next to some. uh uh, stand next to Devastator and look bigger than he is. This is ridiculous. He's a light. I ah, Pieta should be fighting that heavyweight. Oh, he got to move up. This is and then also too. How can you really beat Izzy's legacy if you don't move up? Anderson Silva moved up. Izzy moved up. Even though Izzy was unsuccessful, Jan ain't doing nothing. Jan Bohovich is doing absolutely nothing right now. He's ready to fight. He was ready to fight. Uh, Paulo Costa, who ran in the other direction. I don't know what the hell's going on with Acosta. But, oh, oh, uh, Secret Juice. Giannis, fight him right now. Because I I'm, I, won't tolerate that when you're saying, like, yeah, man, Pierre got that, Izzy. Yeah, he got one dude. One damn, I don't care. I don't care. He needs to be demolishing 50. I mean, Izzy done fought, like, everybody in that division and then fought two of the studs there twice. I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to hear nothing from no Pieda or his fans. He needs to do the exact same thing. Fight the exact same. That's, Izzy has a point. Izzy does have a point. Fight everybody. Fight everyone that he fought. Put in the goddamn work. I don't care how old Pieda is. Put in the damn work, man. Fight twice a year, three times a year. This is a champion who takes fights for the most part. He ain't had to fight. You know, Izzy ain't had, had to fight Romero, but he did. Who has Who has? Pierre, who has Alex P fought other than Izzy that's worth talking about? Sean Strickland. Come on now. So no, he needs to move up. And I think he'd do well. Like, come on. Like, yes. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for your questions, brother, man. It is always appreciated. Thank you. Joey. I mean, I'm sorry. Joe blogs. Joe at Joe blogs. What's going on? My fellow hot pass council member. As Cyrus the King would say, one of the dons. Yes, indeed. Uh, you know, a, a, a Tory Wilson fan, man. I love it. I saw her in person, by the way, man. She looks fantastic. Some of the best legs going. My God, man. Were you disappointed when John Jones? His question is: Were you disappointed when John Jones insinuated this week that his next fight is his retirement fight, even though he signed a multi-fight deal? No, well, from a personal standpoint, I can't stand John Jones. I want to see him go piss off someplace. You know, wife-beating degenerate. As far as I'm concerned, however, from a business standpoint, yes, I am actually uh, shocked. Dis- you know, disappointed. Um, I'm disappointed that it's possible he's ducking Curtis Blades because it just seemed like this all is talking is talk about retirement happened when Curtis Blades. Because I actually think Curtis Blades is a good matchup for John Jones. So I'm waiting around. I don't know what's going to happen with this pop fight. He might get knocked out, but um, you know Curtis Blade might get knocked out again. But I think if Curtis Blades can, I don't think this is fight match. So don't go by this fight. You know what I mean? Like don't don't go by that this upcoming fight. I think that Curtis Blades, if he wins, he's a good matchup for uh, for John Jones. I hope he's not ducking John Jones. So that's my hope is that he's not – I mean, that I hope that John Jones isn't ducking Curtis Blades. Another reason why, I, you know, I'm kind of disappointed, if it's true, is that contract negotiations weren't all that great to begin with. Because the problem with the UFC is they'll say one thing and then they'll do something else later. Also, too, disappointed in that maybe John Jones realizes that, yeah, there's not a lot of options at heavyweight with with Derrick Lewis losing with Tito Ortiz we talking about two fighters that are fan favorites that you know Derrick Lewis is always funny like that that and he would be intense at the weigh ins he would get in John Jones face like he always gets like he gets in everybody's face um but he would you know he crack jokes his very entertaining Tito Ortiz would be his old casual self Um, He still does good face-offs. People love the face-offs. So he'd do a good face-off with Jon Jones. And then, you know, chill afterwards. And I think we need someone like him uh, facing off against Jon Jones. Yes, he would get destroyed. But still, I think that would be better. But, um, you know, uh, I I think that might be it too. So, yeah, I I would say that from a business standpoint, yeah, I'm very disappointed. Especially if it's UFC screwing the pooch again. It's like, come on, how much practice do you need? Jon Jones is your last chip. Conor... Will always be a top dog, but look, John Jones is healthy and ready to go. Connor is not. You know, Connor gets knocked out by Michael Chandler. His, come on now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's likely, but come on now. John Jones is, and he needs someone at heavyweight. So I hope this isn't the UFC screwing up again. Thanks, Joe. Always appreciate it, brother. Next up, we got Rhino. Yes, indeed. Last but certainly not least combat rhino combat sports with rhino at combat sports with w rhino yes indeed don't forget to check out the stock he has redbubble.com all these individuals like i said i'm gonna tag them if you don't follow them you need to give them a follow one of the best podcasters going still jealous i mean got uh interviews with some of my favorite fighters and you know hot fighters like janae harding still very jealous (laughs) marion renault who's absolutely age-appropriate sent me uh just wanted the best podcast going his question is What are two or three things that Bellator could do to close the gap on the UFC as far as fan interest in their promotion? Man, fantastic question. Well, all these questions are fantastic. Thank y'all for blessing me. Y'all gave me an opportunity to sound off. Oh my God, on everything. I want to hug all y'all, man. Uh, (laughs) Well, um, first, they have to, one, they have to want to be beat. UFC, UFC, I think one championship, I think Chatry over there wants to beat UFC. I want, well, he he took a page out of Bellator's um, book and doing kickboxing. Bellator had kickboxing. I think that they should bring that back. I think that would help the promotion. But I think the main thing that would work with Bellator is doing fight night cards. They do back-to-back cards Friday and Saturday, but they usually stack cards someplace beautiful like hawaii you know I th- they did i think back to back cars in dublin i think they need uh more kind of like what one championship is trying to do they're trying to pattern after one um well one one championship needs to do it do two shows because they have lupini stadium now they have to now i think in their case one show should be dedicated strictly to muay thai because of lupini and then do the mixed martial arts in singapore uh, but i know it's kind of tough um, but I think Bellator, what they need to do is one, maybe good bring back kickboxing but definitely a fight night card and then have their numbered cards more like the pay-per-view cards and stack them from top to bottom because they keep throwing rank amateurs and in in starting off the prelims. People, I know a lot of people aren't big on prelims. I'm not trying to hear that. You know me, man. I'm strict. I'm prelims. I don't got time for all that. Stack the entire card. That's That's the two things that I think they need to do. And then with the fight night cards, that's where you feature your young up-and-comers. But more importantly, stop trying to homegrown fighters. I think they bring these rank amateurs in because they want to have homegrown fighters. And half the time, they don't even give them a contract. No, 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 no. Because a lot of people don't like contender series, but at least whoever wins has an actual contract. And even the fighters they bring back, they may only have a short deal, but at least they will actually bring some of the fighters back, even if they didn't do too well in a contender series, especially if the fight went to decision and they put on a good performance. A lot of times the UFC will bring them back. They just won't have that contender series contract, You know that four-fight deal or six-fight deal. Now, um, so... That's what I think they need to do. But above all else, above all else, and, and more importantly, they, they pick fighters from LFA, trust in LFA, even though it's under the UFC fight pass. Stop treating the UFC like they're an enemy. The UFC, you know, Dana and the company could be obnoxious, snobs at times. But the fact of the matter is they have brought over Bellator fighters. They have brought over one championship fighters, So they can't set up there and be enemies forever. Trust in the LFA. Let those fighters go through the LFA before they even pick up any amateurs. Stop doing that. But if they're going to do it, have a whole separate entire um, event dedicated to the the amateurs. They put on good fights. People are just biased. Amateurs put on good fights just like, or the younger up-and-coming talent puts on good fights too, just as much as the pros. Above all else, the one problem that everyone talks about is the promotion god man i saw these great pictures of um of Okana wantanabe she's going up against uh alima lay mcfarland now alima lay she a lot of video a lot of talk you know she does her talking. she's you know of course you know that's her she's in her home uh yeah country one of our states but i always get confused with that one anyway um she always does kind of her own press. Kind of, She always has a lot of content. They Promotions can't depend on the fighters for uh, content. But, yeah, this is a Lima Lake. Come on. and and But they had these great pictures of Kana that they took to kind of like the stock photos that they do with fighters like the UFC does. We need more of that. More of that. Really good because I think it was uh, Kana. It was one one in her gi and then one full body one. Good, we need more of that. UFC does that we need more of that. We need good quality pictures of the fighters taken by the promotion and we, and we need them um you know put put it put those out there. You know like you can get uh pictures of uh, UFC fighters off of Getty Images and and it's, you can get those pictures off of Amazon and poster size. Come on, we got living legends here. Lady McFarlane, Come on now, they they you, you can't if you can't promote Lima with McFarlane because she'll do the sexy pictures, she'll do regular fight pictures. Come on now, like this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. They got Sarah McMahon there. Sarah McMahon is over there. Do you know? Nope. You know why? Because they ain't advertising. you know, I know, I found that out looking at the, well, you probably know Rhino because you probably interviewed her, but yeah, or interview, you know you, you keep your eyes on Bellator and you interview Bellator fighters, so I know you know. But does anyone else know? No. That's ridiculous. No. God, goodness great. Oh, that's (laughs) More fight cards, more stack cards, a secondary fight card, whereas like fight night cards like the UFC does and way, way better promotion. Like that Ryzen crossover was fantastic. Excellent idea. So glad they did it. But it's like it is not our job to promote for them if they wanted to make it my job or your job right on they need to throw us something you'll do it i'll do it they got dave frets doing it that, i mean come on now man working his ass off but you can't you gotta give gotta give you know you gotta give like one championship is sending out you know packages to people you know free stuff to people tour needs to do the same thing they do do it go that far but Come on now, give something to the content creators and stop looking down on everybody. Stop being snobs. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many followers the person have. If they actually try to do a podcast or have a podcast, talk to them. You know, come on, talk to them, give them free stuff or something. You know, tell the fighters, hey, interview with this person, interview with that person. That's how you get. That's what fighters just don't understand. You interview all these different people, you, me, all these different podcasters and content creators that generates advertising that generates interest. Can't be sitting around. do what Bill's Bellator going to do? Sit around waiting for ESPN who has a contract with UFC to promote them? Come on now. So, yeah, that's what I think they need to do. Get the the rankings, they're trying to they hired some people, you know, we saw some people fellow uh MMA Twitter alumni who are now on a uh, rankings committee. So, t- the first thing's take the take their rankings seriously. A secondary fight card, more stacked numbered cards, from head to from top to bottom, and, and better advertisement of their fighters. So those are the three things that I think they need to do: reach out to content creators, um, different artists, etc. And yeah, they'll definitely. I mean, they got to get in the talent. Uh, Yeah, pick from Cage because Cage Warriors always has superstars coming out of Cage Warriors. So, you know, if that means striking a deal at the UFC, that's what they have to do. Or they have to get their own version of those smaller promotions or make deals with other smaller promotions so that they can, you know, get talent from them, you know, uh, and more um, more divisions. I don't see how they intend to survive or compete with anybody without a strawweight division. One championship has a 115 division. There's no excuse for Bellator not to have a 115 division. They should start their own Adamweight division, have an actual 105. How you do a crossover with Verizon but you don't have a 105 division? Oh, my God. Have straw strawweight, and Bantamweight. Flyweight division is fantastic over there. Uh, they got featherweight. Maybe even do lightweight to entice a Kayla Harrison to come over and don't waste time with Chris Cyborg, not waste time, but forget about that fight at 155 over there. And that would give Cyborg incentive to move up and both of them can move between the divisions and be at one promotion instead of worrying about PFL and at, you know, layout that they have over there so yeah that was that's another thing they desperately need to do is fill up all the divisions that they have have the same number of fighters as um ufc cuz they don't and fill up all their divisions have more divisions have a 160 165 division and fill all those divisions up they can do it and they have to reach out to people they're not the ufc where people run and bay to get in they have to reach out to everyone and be like hey we got opportunities over here for everybody content creators uh fighters etc and they and on top of all that they can't stop being comfortable going to the same places. good that they get to hawaii and dublin and all these different places come to philly go to new york if they can't get msg that's fine go to some other place in new york is no excuse they have to do live shows in other places period even cffc travels out they don't stay in philly They travel out. LFA travels all the way out to Brazil. Like, there's no excuse. Hit everywhere. Hit everywhere in the States. It's no excuse. Thank you so much for your um, question, brother. Definitely an honor that you stopped past. That is it for listener questions, people. Hope you all enjoyed it. Okay, people. So, did I? Yeah. Okay. So, I guess you can see that I don't really go over (laughs) <laughs> my, my episodes I just it's just not enough time did I go over UFC 287 I don't know did I well anyway as I was saying Alex Fieda got knocked out 7-2 <laughs> and two. Israel Adesanya improves the 24-2 on the day a lot of people are like nah like I said I think they should run the trilogy honestly I, I'm big on that like I don't really like rematches but if you're going to do a rematch for whatever reason, and it's one one, finish out with the trilogy. I wish that Connor and Nate could have gotten that together. Uh, but at least Dustin and Connor got that. As far as I'm concerned, that is sorted out. I know Connor stands are like, no, no, no. Uh one more fight, one more, no, no, Connor, no. He got his ass whipped and he wasn't really doing well in that last fight. And he broke his own leg. Stop. Anyway, I think they should do the rematch. But, yes, I think Alex Pieda, as I said, doing listen to questions to so move his ass to 205 and stop messing around in 185. Uh, I don't know who else Izzy should face. I don't know who he was thinking about facing. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the UFC – and that's the thing. If the UFC says no, because Dana's watching. He knows that Alex Pieda was struggling. He said it. You know he's struggling to make weight. You know, nobody got time for all that. They're not going to mess around with someone who's struggling to make weight at championship level. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to go through that. We have Gilbert Burns, man, who can't find an opponent to save his life. He's trying to fight yet again. Everyone's trying to get on that May 6th card since the main fell apart. Ah, man, look. So So this is the thing. So this is the thing. With um, me and these fight cars betting, watching all the promotions, I don't wait around. Look what's happening. So we got a fight. We got two fights that fell apart because of injuries. All right. I don't mess around with, like, that waiting around. Oh, man, I'm just going to wait till this fighter comes back. I'm just going No, 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 no. I'm going to wait for this pay-per-view. I ain't going to watch Friday Night Cars. I don't got time for it. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make money. I don't got time for waiting around. Wait, first of all, wait for the UFC? <laughs> Never. Never. Uh-uh, no. One championship's too good to miss. Are y'all kidding me? No, I'm not missing on one championship. And then when it comes to bets, PFL sucks to watch. I mean, the, you know, the knockouts over there, oh, oh. oh. Oh, Lord. that's that from prelims? My mercy. Listen, listen. Make money off of uh, PFL. And, yeah, them prelims were on fire. But, of course, you know, the problem with PFL, once that fight goes to a decision. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, it's too many finishes. Then ESPN is like, oh, boy, you got to do something for time. Got to stretch this out. And then, you know, the pacing is a disaster because it's already a disaster. But, um. Yeah, I'm not going to wait around. I don't got time for all that. Whoever fights whenever, that's who I watch. That's who I'm going to pay attention to, period. Uh, no if, if, ands, or buts about it. So that's my big thing. You know, it's uh, whoever, whatever, whoever. If Kmart, I keep saying Kmart, damn it. Walmart or Target doing fights. Got their employees out there, I'ma watch. You know what I'm saying? If I could bet on them, I'ma bet on them. Oh, he's going down an aisle five. Yeah, man. I don't I don't got time for all that. So uh happy trails, Jorge Mossadow, happy retirement. He ends his retirement at 35 and 17. We'll always uh, have that five-second knockout over Ben Askren that I thoroughly and to this day will always enjoy. Uh, and it's a shame. My like Jorge, is a shame. He went, you know, he just, you know, his ego just went, you know, went amok, ran amok, and then he became, you know, a poser for a poser, rather, <laughs> Green Lantern, right? Really. Uh, but, but he became, uh, you know, just this big-time poser, Pretending to be a Trump follower and all this kind of nonsense. Bringing politics in and everything. It's a shame because he was he was always cool with me on the timeline. He always treated me well on the timeline, to be honest with you. Uh, always. With comment, like a um, comment, uh, con- you know, not, quote, tweet me. Nothing. Like, he was, he was pretty good to a lot of, not just me, but fans in general. And it's a shame that, you know, he ended up the way that he did. Uh, Gilbert also is pretty cool to fans as well uh 22 and 5 gilbert improves we'll see who the hell is going to get this title shot next rob font doing rob font things uh i think I, I went with oh yeah my pick so uh not a great night on the night for this fight card i did pick to go with uh gilbert I didn't have any faith in Jorge at all because, you know, Gilbert can go to the ground. That's like, come on, now this is a jiu-jitsu champion, he ain't, you know, third degree. But I knew that Jorge would do well. He did well against a other another former third-degree black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion in uh, Damian Maia. And I knew that that wouldn't change too much. Jorge was the plus 330 underdog. Gilbert came in at a huge minus 500. Uh, Pierre was, uh, he ended up becoming the favorite in that matchup. Izzy started trending as the underdog. I originally, it started out the other way around, and I had threw some money on the LFA, former LFA competitor. Yeah, got that one wrong. Got the Rob Font one wrong. Had Adrian Yanez, who's the minus 180 favorite. Over plus one plus 143 underdog, Rob Font. Uh, yeah, eight, that's, you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I got the best MMA box. <sighs> okay, dude. Every time, man. Zlatan Max got his ass whipped by Volk. talking, Yeah, I got the best MMA, you know, I mean boxing. Whatever, man. Whatever. Every time they say that, they get the ass whipped. So, yeah, I, ain't had, I I think I threw money on Adrian. But, yeah, I ain't have a lot of faith in, him in that one. And, of course, discussed Ra- Rahul Rosas already and White's contender series. to Welterweight. Kevin Holland doing Kevin Holland things. Definitely put money on him. Minus 295 favorite. Um, I actually went with uh, Ponzinibbio. I thought he was my suspect. He was one of my suspect of suspect picks on the day. Uh, got that one wrong. We had Cynthia Calvillo. Happy trails to Cynthia Calvillo. I know it's not a happy for her. Rough patch for her, man. That That's... Tough break. Tough break. But like I said, I got nothing but respect for her. You know, like n- nothing but respect. You know, wait, a minute, I'm skipping over people. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. I am skipping over folks. Well, anyway, Cynthia was the plus 205 underdog. Lupita or Lupi was a minus 295. Got that one right. But I'm skipping over folks. Because wait a minute. uh, It was the headline of... The prelims was Chris Curse who was whining and complaining about Rosas being on the main car. It's like, yeah, look what happened. Look what happened, dude. Kelvin I mean, if anyone should complain, it's Kelvin Gaslin. This dude was, you know, he was fighting for the interim title. Chris Kurz got no business. He's 30 and 10. Like, dude, stop. <laughs> like, man, stop. So uh Kelvin. Scored the decision when that Curtis complained about, then cracked the joke on the timeline. And, you know, people, of course, came after him because it wasn't that great a joke to begin with. I understood the joke. I cracked the joke in contrast. But yeah, he went on, uh, he turned into Megan Anderson. Oh, Chris Curtis turned to Megan Anderson. Boy, went on the block fest, blocked every damn body. I'm like, come on, son. Kelvin. Uh, number 18 in the rankings at middleweight uh, he was a minus uh, what at that time he was and I'll go over the rankings in a second uh Chris Curtis was was number 14 on the day out of PFL uh falls, like I said 30 and 10 he was and39 at the time obviously plus 107 so people had some faith in some faith in him. But yeah, couldn't get done. Michelle Waterson, I can't believe she still had those gloves on. Ain't still ain't retire. I don't know what she's gonna do. You know, Waterson is currently holding steady at number twelve. Not sure why they didn't switch places. Ranking committee is asleep. I don't know what's going on with them. Wake up, Megan Anderson. Wake your ass up. Uh but yeah, they should be swapping places. I'm not sure what's going on. It's yeah. But Luana's still at fourteen for some oddball reason. Uh she was at fifteen. Waterson was at ten. Now she's at twelve. I don't get it. Tatiana Suarez is already up at number eleven, which is just like, come on now. Stop you know okay. Go ahead, man, because she's gonna end up running Amanda Habaz and I don't like her chances versus Amanda Habaz. You heard me. Y'all heard me. I only got chances against none of the black belts in this uh division. Uh in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Gerald Mercerak, <laughs> also doing Gerald Mercerac things. I mean, <laughs> good grief. Man. You see what I'm saying about the jiu-jitsu? You see what I'm saying? Like, come on, get your striking together. Come on. Come on, man. Turtled up again. Yeah, Joseph Piper. Joseph Piper out of CFFC Philly, baby. Yeah, he listen, Joseph ain't going to play. I said this during suspect picks. He is not going to play. Dana White helped that man out. Gave him a place to stay. Man, listen. Slid him a bonus, I think. Look, Joe is, he's going to destroy. He's going to try and kill everybody who he comes across. These fighters need to get together. He's going to get ranked soon. Keep messing around. You know, like Joe has come through. That's what Dana wants. He wants someone who's going to come through with him every single time, no matter who's in front of him. So, yeah, boy, man, listen. These fighters need to need to get together. But yeah, Gerald Mur- and a Joe Pyfer was a one ninety five favorite in that matchup with Gerald obviously being the underdog. Yeah, I, I got that one right. I got the Kelvin one wrong. I thought he was going to screw the pooch and I went with Chris Curtis like an absolute fool. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, Didn't really bet that one. I think I put money on Joe. I think I included Joe Pfeiffer. And a parlay, I think. Can't remember. Ignacio Bajamundes. wins by decision improves a 14 and four on the day over Trey Ogden, who falls a 16 and six. Steve Garcia over Shia Yalan. Who is 39 and 39-11. Dude, been in the game a long time. I did not see a KO coming in that fight, Jack. Yo, <laughs> I did not see that coming. And my suspect of suspect picks on the day was Sam Hughes. Yeah, buddy. LFA. Yes, indeed. You know, the jujitsu has an offense. You see what I'm saying about jujitsu has an offense? You see what I'm talking about? Jacqueline Amorian, Amorian, former LFA strawweight champion, who did get a title defense in there. She falls to six and one. Still, she is six and one going up against eight and five. People look at the five losses like Sam's a bum. All I see is someone with a lot more experience than her competitor. You know, Sam had went through this already. So that's what I look at. When a fighter's going through it and makes adjustments like Sam got her wrestle together. So, of course, you're going to get your wrestle together. You're going to have your wrestle defense together. And, you know, and then Jacqueline Gass, because people think that jiu-jitsu. To me, wrestling is the most uh, physically exerting technique. However, um, you know, grappling in general. You gotta have your cardio together, but you can't just keep leaning on like dude, you gotta do something else. You know, dude. And then she was panicked in. <laughs> I wouldn't say panicked panic wrestling, but she's like panic grappling. Uh Jacqueline. So yeah. Was, Come on now. So not, you know, not not a bad night of fights. And of course, we got UFC Kansas City. Kansas City. As I said, uh Rodriguez was done, so I don't know why she was complaining. I was like, "Come on, sweetheart, stop it." She was the underdog in that, well, she was the under, yeah, she was underdog in that matchup there. And you know how you know I don't brag about. I got no time to be bragging about picking favorites. I hate that when people do that. Controversy. Jocelyn Edwards. I had a feeling. She sneaks them wins, man. But you know what? Honestly. She led in both with total strikes about thirty thirty um thirty punches <laughs> I guess you would say uh significant strikes almost twice as much. Significant strikes was almost twice as much. So it, it's like I I don't know what, what the what the solution to that problem is going to be. Honestly. Because um, you know it was, it was, you can't have, you can't let, because you know we saw Edward Sprawl. I think it was twice with the takedowns. You can't, it can't. I know, I know a lot of people are like, no, this was a bad call. I think it was a bad call, but you know it's those significant strikes. I keep bringing that up because it's hard for the judges to get around that. I'm not excusing it. Listen. You want to win? You wear a skin tight, you know, venom gear kit. What, get a venom gear kit? What can I tell you? you know what I mean, I, I never get tired of you know, it's tiresome seeing fighters get away with stealing fights, but I don't get tired of seeing Jocelyn Airwoods fights. You know what I'm saying? Goodness gracious, boy! But listen, because Edwards had tried to go for a takedown, she's 0-1. Uh, you have Lucy put uh, put over. Two of seven, it, it has to, you know, when it's that that shows a struggle, that shows some struggling going on, and like I said, it was fifty-six strikes, significant strikes landed for Edwards versus thirty-nine for Putulova, ninety total strikes landed for Edwards, seventy-four for Putulova. So I mean, it not a big differential, but yeah, you know, um, we had uh So, I mean, you know, yeah, it's a robbery, but yeah. I just, you got to finish the fight. You got to do more. You know what I mean? Can't leave it to the judges. Uh, Bannon Waits, you know, Aaron Phillips. Look, he's 12 and four. He's not ranked. He's 12 and four. And he was an underdog plus 155. Bellator, Gaston, Banals, six and three, minus 195, um, favorite. He got the win. Uh, yeah, so I got that first fight wrong. I went with uh, Pulova, but I did put Edwards. I posted that on Instagram. Yeah, I did put some, slight some change, just a little bit of change. Uh, I was really, it was kind of stressed moment. I couldn't really do no hawk like numbers as far as the betting goes, so I kept it light. The surprise of the night for me was Denise Gomez over Bruno Brazil. Bruno was pretty much my lock i thought she was going to beat denise senseless but you know what i threw some change on denise because i'm like brazil she's another reason why i'm like people talking about some jillian will have a size advantage i'm like have y'all seen bruna bruna's five foot six what are y'all talking about she's a goddamn flyweight that weight cut i'm like hmm i was iffy about the weight cut i was very iffy about that weight cut and i'm like i wonder if it would hurt her you know with that gas tank i mean she just got Man, she got pissed. up. Oh, goodness. And Denise didn't give Denise a, a a bonus. I'm like, oh, this stingy-ass company. God, I can't. Boy, this boy UFC irritates me. Bruno fought on the same card as Jacqueline. Well, no, no. Well, she was fighting around the time when Jacqueline was champ. So, yeah. It's so a minus 205 favorite. Got that one wrong. So... Yeah, starting out money wise, I'm I was good, but my picks not good starting out. We have uh Lando Venata, twelve uh six and two on a day. He was a plus 104 underdog versus Daniel Zellhuber twelve uh, well he improves to thirteen and one, and Lando falls to twelve and seven on a day. That fight went to a decision. And of course, you know, I talked about Savage. Zach Cummings with the KO over Ed Herman. Happy trails to both of those men on a double retirement. Good for them. Happy trails to them. Brandon Rival, man. He came in and said, nah, 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 nah. You're not taking my spot, son. He <laughs> said straight out, you're not taking my spot, Masters. No, sir. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, bone rushed me. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, yo, the fight is over. Oh my god! He improves to fifteen and six, and Mathis falls at nineteen and four, nineteen four and one. But Brandon Varval, he done met some of these individuals in the flyweight division already. Yeah, man. If anyone's gonna be ready to snatch that belt, it's going. I believe it's gonna be that man right there. We have Bill Algio. He improves the 17-7 and seven on a day. You to do what these two men did, and that was finish the fight. Got that submission victory over TJ Brown, who was uh, – and, yeah, um, Brown was an underdog, plus 160. Bill, minus 200. Got that one correct. And, yeah, and I discussed uh, – well, um, discussed Rafa already. But, yeah, Pedro Munoz. Going up against Chris Gutierrez. Or, I mean, just Pedro put it on him. He was, Pedro was the plus 180 underdog. I'm not sure if I put money on him or not, but I got that one wrong because I went with Chris, minus 230 favorite in that matchup there. Also got, yeah, it was a bad night at the office as far as my picks go. Ian Gutierrez. I Yeah, I did not see that coming either. Did not see that coming. Tannabozum moved down to light heavyweight where he should be. But the problem, of course, with all these move downs, they're not working because they don't they don't, you know, with Deception of Savage, because it's like, look, that division is faster. You know, that smaller division is faster. So yeah, couldn't handle the speed. And, and of course, with light heavyweight still maintains the power and gets back in the win column. Improves the 17-9-1 with the one no contacts. Azimut. Azimut. Mirza Kanoff. Got that one uh, wrong. <laughs> I went with Justin DeColby. Azimut was the plus 138 underdog. I didn't think this card would have a bunch of underdog. Vit- well, no, I had a feeling that some of the underdogs would do well, like uh Edwards. But yeah, not this well. Um, but yeah, good fight between the number five and number twelve in a division. CFFC, Justin Jacoby. Yeah, just could not get it done. Matt, Edson Barbosa. Yeah, I was just like, I wish I had did a, um did an episode for this one because I just I was like, why is he the underdog? He's a um like a plus one thirty eight underdog in this matchup. Billy Quarantello was uh, minus 175. I didn't get it. I was like, what is Edson? why is my Essen a underdog? But I went with Billy. I was like, well, you know, Billy, he, you know, black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So that was my thing. If it went to the ground or if he took Essen to the ground, which I think he was trying to do when he got caught with that knee, uh, I thought he would have a chance. But Essen yeah, said, no, nah, not tonight. You know what happens when you come after me, you know, with your head down the first round? Here come that knee, that Muay Thai. Yes, indeedy edson improves to 23 11 on the day billy falls at seventeen, and five, and of course max discussed that all the ultimate gatekeeper <laughs> okay that's it thank you guys for joining me today you can hit me up at questions with questions at MMA by Milliken at gmail.com. Audio questions also. You can send any audios there or written questions. DMs are always open. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. And follow The Leg Show. Check out The Leg Show. It's the best show in town for beautiful women daily. Hope everybody stays safe, stay strong, and stay positive. Take care.